Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life and today... We're talking about tips and tricks to make your marriage strong, to strengthen your relationship so that your blended family ultimately sticks together forever. We're going to have a few bonus tips too. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Blended Life. What are we doing today? Today, we're going to talk about how to strengthen your marriage in your blended family. And really, this podcast can be for any marrieds or anybody in a committed relationship. So you don't really have to be in a blended family for this one, which I really think is cool. So send this on to your friends and family. I feel like I could be committed sometimes in our relationship. (laughs) No? Why don't you share with everyone what you were doing before we started this podcast? What was I doing before? With the pen? What was I doing? I don't remember. I oh, was, okay. uh, was I, I was tapping? <laughs> that was not it, but that's okay. fine. I Something. don't remember. Okay. But anyways. Committed. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, before we jump into the five tips and tricks that, you know, we came up with. Yeah. I'm curious. Let's get communication out of the way. It's your favorite That's my favorite one. I didn't include it because I was like, you just, you know, you talk a lot about it. (laughs) Is it not the most important one? I feel like communication is so important in any marriage, in any relationship. I'm talking romantic relationship. We get communications important. So when when you're communicating in marriage. Right. What what is the biggest piece of advice you could give to a married couple who's having a hard time communicating? Well, communication, I think when everyone thinks of communication, they think of talking, right? It's talk, 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 talk. That's how I communicate. When you when you ask a kid, how do you communicate? They're going to tell you, you talk. Well, that's only half the battle, you know, and like, duh, once we think about it. Communication is also listening. Half the battle is listening. And that's something I had to learn kind of the hard way. And, you know, as I went through life is it's all right to talk and your feelings, your emotions and get things out. But when it's the other person's turn to talk, you need to listen. 
and you need to um, you actually gave really good advice to one of our patreons the other day we were doing our our uh, uh, our meeting with them and you know and um, that was going it was going fun but a piece of advice that you gave to our patreon that we were having a meeting with was part way th- to show that your community that you're that you're listening oh I remember now let us have it yes <laughs> So one You'll of explain it better than I will. Yeah, yeah. so, okay, so if, if you guys don't know, um, we now have Patreon account where you can sign up to support us and what we do and our creativity because it takes a lot to produce and put on a podcast and um, all the things that we do just, it costs out of our pocket. And so we're at a point where we would love support to keep going, you know, on the smallest of levels to you know the greatest of levels it all helps and so we have a patreon account you can sign up in our top tier of our patreon account um or buy us a cup of coffee that's another buy me a coffee (laughs) i don't know you set it up (laughs) i want the frappuccino (laughs) well either one you can you know there's different tiers in the top tier you get an hour session with us both together via Zoom or a phone call or if you're local. Or individually if you don't like any either of <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but you get us both for an hour once a month. And if you're in local, we would love to meet with you in person. That would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're ever driving through our town. <clears throat> so if that's something you're interested in. All right, enough with the tithing. Get to the story. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying it was it was neat to be able to connect and talk. It was. It was a lot of fun. Um, I actually enjoyed the hour, and I think I think back. It on went it, by fast. I think back on it quite often. Yeah. So communication. One of the things that I suggested was to backtrack, and this is something that I learned early on in coaching, um, going to school and getting certified to be a coach. Was this is something I do with clients. And it's basically just repeating back to the person who's talking to you what they said. So they, so that they feel heard and understood. Yeah. So again, it's not about agreeing. The point of communication isn't agreeance, it's connection. And so you don't have to agree with someone to be able to empathize that they might be going through a hard time, whether you think they deserve it or not, whether you think they are being you know, ridiculous or weak, whatever, you can still say, oh, I hear that you're going through a hard time. So I'll backtrack. Tell me something about. I agree. It's not about agreeance. It's about backtracking and listening. That was a really <laughs> bad example, but that's What's, fine. That's your like, tell me how you feel about something. Um, I feel like a natural woman. Oh, no, that's good. So if you were to tell me that. Yes. I would say. Oh, so you feel like a natural woman. I'll be like, yes, you listen to me. And I feel like a natural woman. I really wish I had that song queued up. But, but you don't. No, we, something came up good. earlier at dinner, like 20 minutes ago, when <laughs> in, in that we were talking about that, or I was thinking that song in my mind. You were thinking in your mind. We I sang it out loud. Weird. I sang that song out loud, though, because of that. So anyways. Interesting. So that's kind of how that would look, right? And so you're just repeating back to your spouse what they've said to you, and that makes them feel heard. And it also holds you accountable to be able to have to listen. If you know you're going to have to, like, regurgitate what was said, one, you're having to really listen, and two, there's little room for assuming or 
Um, How Julie gets out of it is she just keeps talking and then there's no backtracking because <laughs> it's all one-sided. <laughs> the, the glare. Why the glare? No, you know what? In a work in a workplace, um, military, nuclear, um, law enforcement, um, this is actually also known as three-way communication. And it works the exact same way. It's like, hey, Julie, I hear what you're saying, but I want more. And then you would say... So you hear what I'm saying, but you want more. Yes, that is correct. And that's three-way communication. That's really like the definition of it when it gets to like a workplace. Oh. So yeah, military does it. Nuclear does it. Yeah, so there's no room for error. Exactly. Because because if you say something wrong, um, you guys look up the video. If you're watching, actually, it doesn't even matter if you're watching or listening to this. Just look up. um, It's a it's a German like silly video and just type in like um, German uh, what are you thinking about or what are you thinking about and it'll pop up I guarantee it will and it's basically it's it's lost three-way communication and it's mayday mayday our sink our, our ship is sinking our, sh- our ship what is, is sinking. it sinking about yeah uh, this is the German Coast Guard mayday yeah oh uh, what so what are you thinking about <laughs> you know it's just it's look up the video it's hilarious so anyway awesome awesome okay so communication obviously is super important one of the things that we get caught up in, in communication is we start assuming what's not being said so that's why backtracking really helps because um you might have thought something was said when it wasn't or you're giving the person the opportunity to clarify and ask questions, right? So was that a bonus tip just up front? <clears throat> I already have a bonus tip. So that's like now we've got like it's 20 It's like a tips. pre-bonus tip. It's a pre-tip. It's a pronus tip. You're a pronus <laughs> tip. <laughs> All right. So the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to strengthening your marriage is spending intentional time together alone. Yeah. Without friends, without family. Dogs. Without kids. Can the dogs be there? (laughs) The dogs can always be there. (laughs) And often are. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a dog in your household, what would you hear and see? And sit like, yeah, leave a comment if you're <laughs> leave a comment or message. Just Our let us know. Our poor dogs see everything. The dogs see and hear the craziest things. Mm. And they like it. <laughs> they like it. But really, so being intentional with your time and making, you know, it, everyone talks about being having your marriage be a priority. But that's all good in theory. But actually scheduling intentional times to be together I've even heard couples scheduling sex, right? Like, Really? It's sex time? Like, ding, ding, ding. A bell goes off? Yeah. Wow. I've heard because it's, it's hard. Like, you know, when you're, when you're working and you have the kids and you have social obligations and, you know, you're scheduling the most important parts of your life out. That is a very important part. Can I, would you be offended if I penciled you in on my calendar? No. You wouldn't no. if I just wrote it like for for all the kids to see. It's like sex time <laughs> <laughs> on the calendar in the kitchen. Oh, you could have your own sex calendar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not as exciting. No, I'm like, but should be written in like gold sharpie. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people don't think that's sexy, but I think when you get into a certain well, the time writing in can life, be sexy. It's like 
sometimes you have to like intentionally like this is what's happening in this spot and your marriage will be better for it. Sometimes it's all fun when you're young and you can be spontaneous and, um, you know, your responsibilities aren't that many, but I know for Eric and I, we have, you have your business. I have my business. We have blended life stuff. So that's kind of three businesses between the two of us. Then we have two sets of kids with different custody schedules. All the kids have their own activities and things they're into. We have our own, like it's, there's so much that what you just worked well, an 18 plus, and a half hour day. Uh, like multiple plus, plus youth group, Bible, Bible study, study, regular church. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, a ton. It just all keeps going. And so you can see it as, like, it's not spontaneous, but at our age, in our situation... Aren't you in two, aren't you in two different schools also right now? Or like I'm going to school programs? as well. <laughs> yes. Business and mastery. So anyway, my point is... I lost... I was, like, I'm struggling pe- today, right? Like, this pe- morning, yeah, I was so I struggle so every day. I'm like, wow, she sounds like me right now. Like, you started to freak out a little bit. Like, <laughs> no one does anything but me. Well, I'm yeah, like, then you yeah, got the household so, stuff. Like, as I'm driving I was home so from. angry yesterday. I had to go to Walmart and buy toilet paper. <laughs> I was so angry. Do I what was, I do. Just pick up one of the dogs and, oh, I mean. But you know what I mean? Like, then there's, like, the house stuff, right? <laughs> right? Like, then you got the laundry and the grocery shopping and making sure the house is stocked with things like toilet paper so everyone can the Basic poop. needs. Everybody poops. I'm just, like, there's so much on it. So my point is, is that we push aside intimacy we push aside and not just sex but just being able to be with your spouse and having intentional time uninterrupted time for you two it gets pushed aside so I would say you might not think scheduling is sexy but I will tell you scheduling it is a act of making it a priority which will make your relationship a whole lot sexier if you're together than apart well, maybe eventually, if it's, you know, yeah, maybe saying? if it's something that like one of our listeners or viewers are listening to right now and they go, yeah, this is like a really like lost thing in our marriage or a relationship and we want it to be something. Maybe you're the one that entails it. Maybe you're the one that starts this and put yeah. a put a star or a heart or a little penis sticker or something on your calendar, you know, and when your spouse asks, what is this on the calendar? I'm going to show you. And then surprise them with it, like for the first time. I'll be looking for hearts. But then Got hearts, it. huh? Hearts. I don't know. You said hearts first. Okay. I was thinking bat- baseball bats and, oh. Amazon, <laughs> Amazon stickers. <laughs> Amazon stickers. Anyone else think weird things of the Amazon logo? Look at the Amazon logo hard. No pun intended. <laughs> Long and hard. And let me know what you think of the Amazon logo. I'm like, who? Oh, my gosh. I came anyway, in the house okay. and designed, like, look at Anyhow. my new business. This is my new logo. You'd be like. Anyways, I think uh, and I, people are upset that I cuss on our podcast. You do. At least I don't make my logo an Amazon logo. No, I think someone I think I think our listeners like you guys. I'm talking to you right now. Put something on the calendar, a time that, you know, will work. And maybe it's a time that like it's a fail safe time. It's like well, midnight it, on a Tuesday evening. But, it, when, you know, and it is kind of sweet. To have your, to, it is really sweet for you both to be like, this is sacred time for you and me. Yes, yeah, And Sunday I'm not letting anything At 11 every day. 
or every Sunday at eleven, at eleven or nine, it's no church. matter. But we know it's church time, you know, and it's there's very few things that come between us. Sometimes you're gonna miss it, you know. It's like mm, I can't this week. I'm sick. But you count on it. You know, you always know, like, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. I don't schedule a shoot that day, at, you know, unless it's absolute priority. It has to happen. Like, it's, yeah. you know. And I think the other thing about intentional time is not, not does it just, it's, it needs to be about intimacy, but I think it also needs to be about fun. Like, being able to have fun. I'm not talking sex. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is all he's going to think about My mind is night. just going wild. <laughs> No, but, like, when you're intentionally carving out time, like, date night. Yeah. Okay. Um, or this is, like, an hour we're going to grab lunch in the middle of the day because we're both free. Right? We have an hour mm-hmm. where the kids are in school. We have time between clients. Let's just meet and have lunch and talk and connect. But I also think it's fun to – fun It's fun to have fun. It's important in marriage to have fun. And – Life in blended families especially is so unfun. There are so many problems that have to be dealt with, attitudes to adjust, fires to put out. It's it's a lot of work. And so I think that intentionality is around your marriage and making time needs to be thought of like, how can we bring fun back into the marriage? What do you think about that? Yeah, it has to be a priority. It absolutely has to be. But Otherwise, it's going to be, uh, it, yeah, because without fun, like, it's all just serious conversations and. Treasury. It is, you know, like the other day, you're like, you suggested, like, what do we used to make when, you know, for dinner when we were first <laughs> dating and, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that. We attempted to make homemade raviolis. It, yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. We, like, went to the point, like, to the <laughs> point that we went and actually got, like, a food processor to make not the food processor. We already had the food processor. We were trying to get an attachment, attachment for, for it the KitchenAid mixer. Yes, to, we didn't end up doing that. No, we got like we a couldn't thing. get one, so we actually ended up just getting the noodle press thing. Press Prostoli maker. Yeah, someone's so angry but at us right now. They're like, they don't know what it is. We They're don't know how to cook pasta. Yeah, well, like it, they scratch. came out good though. Actually, did they not? I remember we did it one time. And it was <laughs> what like, was it? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're lying. Don't lie to our viewers. We did it more listeners. Yes, because the first time it was like those are good, but the noodles needed to be thinner. Then we did it one more time, and they actually came out great. We oh, made I don't really remember that. Thin, yeah, because it plumped up, and we didn't we didn't account for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys find fun, do that. Do it. Um, <laughs> so that's the first one. The second one kind of can go along with communication, but a really great tip for strengthening your marriage and keeping it strong once it's there is to always stay curious. You could know your spouse for an entire lifetime and not know them at all. And the thing is, is that as very few people grow apart. That's a, that's a phrase that's often used. I hear it a lot in coaching. Um, but it's just that we're not growing apart. We just have chosen. We're not curious about each other. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to I say? Learned, I learned about you tonight. Yeah, we were Ooh, at dinner. Oh, God. And what? What? What is it? And, not but, embarrassing. But here's the thing. When what you learn it? about your spouse, when you learn about your spouse, yeah. put it in the bank. Put it in the memory bank and oh, save it because listen. it's like, yeah, listen. And you don't have to necessarily repeat it, but I'm like. What did you learn? I'm dying to know. You like French onion soup. And oh. I'm like, oh, duh. Like, I guess you do. 
But I didn't really know that. I mean, that's a, it's a weird thing, but, you know, in 100 years, like, all these little weird things are going to create our relationship, right? Yeah. But then you're also like, but I don't like onions, so I have to get my French onion soup <laughs> and then basically strain the whole damn thing onto the plate next to it. So it's it like the broth and the bread and the yeah, cheese. So it, sp- so, <laughs> so so it spills onto the server as she carries it away <laughs> once I'm done with it. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like... What oh. what just happened? But yeah. anyway, so I learned okay. something new about you tonight, and I'm like, I never would have thought, because yeah. you don't like onions, yeah. you know, they upset the tummy button. So anyways. Yeah, well, and I, you know, the saying goes is the cure for judgment is curiosity. And I think that when we're in a blended family marriage specifically, we judge the other person a lot. We judge how they deal with their ex. We're judgmental of how they parent their kids. We're judgmental of the memories they choose to share. Like, what are they holding on to in their past? That they, you know what I mean? We judge a lot. And because they do it different than we do. Of course they do. They're different. They have different kids. They have different exes than we do. They have different experiences. The road that led them to you was different than yours that led you to them. So when we feel judgmental, we get our backs against the, against the wall and it, we get defensive and we get, you know, mean, or we get, we shut down. All these things happen because we're sitting there in judgment. And if you want to knock it off, just be curious, ask questions, understand that your spouse is their own person and know that you don't know everything. Don't assume you do. Don't assume you know how your spouse feels about your child. Don't assume you know how your spouse feels about your ex or their ex or your parents or their parents or their job, you know, or the dogs. What's a dog doing? I was just getting angry again at our dog. Were you? So we have a little, if you guys have watched us, You've seen him. He's been on. Oh, pop up. Yeah, Puck? he's been on our podcast. We have a little black and white purebred Chihuahua. He's three, going to be three or going to be four. He's going to be four. <sighs> anyway, he was in bed with us last n- two nights ago. Not with us, <laughs> with me. He's you were you. He was in bed with me. Yeah. We have two dogs, and the other dog was there too. And I watch him, and he just prances over to Eric's side of the bed, and he lifts his leg and just urinates on the bed. I'm like, what the actual fuck just happened here? <laughs> there it is. Like, really, though? Like, what? What? I That was Whoa. new. I've never. Hang on. Hello? Hello? Hello. That was new. Hang I on. Had... We lost audio. You there? I can hear you. How do you work? You can hear me through here? Uh-huh. How oh, strange. Okay, sorry. There we go. Are we good? I was pressing buttons. Sorry. Okay. A technical so difficulty on my own. End. I had never I had never seen our dog do that. And he's a naughty little thing from time to time. He's really smart, and he's a, actually a really cute, sweet, loving dog. But I was so angry. Mm. I don't know how I got off on that tangent. Yeah. Has anybody's dogs ever done that, or stars? Yeah, just, just drops star. a just drops a steamer on the Some bed. Some of the things he sees, he Dude, just feels like he's got to pee on the bed yeah, now, or he what? He was just well, and he's done it like it was your birthday just the other day, and 
You peed on balloons. You peed on your balloons. I know. Maybe he just knows I'm getting close to. Yeah. You're halfway. You're halfway to 80, love. Congratulations. Oh, my gosh. Um, you're actually closer to 80 now than you are to being born. So Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, stay curious in your marriage. That is going to promote connection. Um, it's going to free you from judgment. It's going to open your heart. And it's going to help you know your spouse. And the quickest way to intimacy is to really know someone. I feel most loved when I'm known. Right when somebody really knows me and they behave accor- and they behave accordingly, I will French onion the shit out of you. <clears throat> oh, you just cussed on. <laughs> That's air. not a real word. They say it on like Full House and stuff. I'll oh give myself my a little half beep. There it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but my point is, is that being curious and having that curious mind about your spouse will create the connection and intimacy that you need on a different level than, you know. Oh, I know. That's a great one. What are you curious about? Ask me a question. Um, oh man, what is your what is your favorite? Gosh, that is I, I'm not He's I feel not like curious I just, at I feel all. like I just know you. I just know you so well that I don't even have questions. No, I'm just kidding. I just keep learning you and I don't like I don't know. You have no questions about me or not, what I, I mean, not off the bat. Like, like you just, what? you know what I mean? You walk up to someone and be like, hey, answer this question. I'm like, I don't, I don't even have time to think about it. Okay. I'm not good at this. Our marriage is great, guys. Is it? Yeah. French onions. That's all I need to know. Um. So the third is to protect your marriage. I'll think of a question by the end of this. Okay. So protect your marriage. And what I mean by that is that choices you make in life should be made through the filter of is this honoring or dishonoring to my marriage? Right? Yes. So how you talk to other people, how you talk about your spouse, how you show up in What do you mean by showing up? I'm curious about that. <clears throat> okay. Let me ask questions now. So like are you taking your wedding ring off before you enter a bar? Ooh, what's it look like? <laughs> well, first of all, I don't drink, but what do you think, you guys? Yeah, you've got a tan line. Um, are you showing up and flirting in your friendships? You know, are you do, are you showing up and people who you've known for a long time don't even know you're that you're married or have a spouse? That'd be wild. That'd be a weird thing. I feel like I talk about you all the time. But there's people who don't acknowledge that they're even right. in a relationship. You could look at some people's social media and have no idea that they're in a relationship. Yeah. You know, like how are you portraying yourself on social media or out in the public or at work? Um, I don't know, with your friends and choices you make, like with money, choices you make financially, choices you make um, for yourself. You know, I wouldn't go have plastic surgery without running it by you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or would you? I might. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm serious. Like, choices you make um, for the kids in a blended family, you know, the choices that you make in regards to your ex and what you, you know, like, is how you're interacting helping your marriage or hindering your marriage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the choices you make in life, you know, what your attention goes to, what you're reading, what you're watching, um, 
your what resources. Engaged, who what your it, friends are. Yeah. There are some friends who aren't, listen, there are some friends who aren't good for your relationship. Oh, and we all know who those are. <clears throat> but don't you think that's a true statement? I Yeah, I, th- I think You've so. You've been being married well, and stuff, you know, like. Yeah, well, and also adding to that, like after work or weekend activities too like are they good for your marriage and it's and i'm not talking about like hey i've got this hobby i like to wrench on old cars and my wife just has no love for cars whatsoever i don't think that's bad for your marriage that's a that's a hobby but it's like hey on the weekends i get together with the boys and we all go out drinking at the bar and we talk about a bunch of women and we go to hooters and we stare at women and uh, and that's just a very like broad stereotype um example but like those are two totally different types of hobbies, you know? Yeah. Like, there's one that is a hobby and one that is degrading to your marriage, you know? It's okay to have a hobby that doesn't align with your spouse. It's a hobby. It's your own personal hobby. But there's another, there's a whole nother, you know, flip of that coin when it's a hobby, but it's degrading to your marriage, you know? It actually yeah. brings down your marriage, you know? So Yeah, and I... I agree wholeheartedly that you have to be able to be yourself and do what you like to do, but you also have to make sure what you're doing is it going to be with your spouse in mind. So a way to think about this too is like, could you open your phone, hand it to your spouse, and it'd all be good? 100%. Yeah. Oh, is that rhetorical? No, like that is, you know, protecting your marriage and protecting your spouse is kind of like... If my spouse were here and invisible and witnessing everything I was doing and saying, would it be cool? Well, you know what? And I think all of us just thought about that. Like, hmm, do we? Test yourself right now. <laughs> Write down your passcode because we all have passcodes. And the only reason I even ha- I ever started putting a passcode on my phone was because if I ever lost it or if I ever got stolen and then also... You know, like if someone just picked it up, I guess that's stolen. Um, but at any point in time, can you write, like if you're if you're listening to this right now, can you write down your passcode or does your spouse have your passcode? Can you write down your passcode right now and hand it to your spouse and be like, here, if, if you ever need in my phone for anything, this is my passcode. And I feel like I, I know your passcode. I don't know. You're not a memorizer, but do you know my passcode? <laughs> no, I don't but memorize. I've give, stuff but I've given like it that. to you. I've freely given it to you. I've never changed it. Oh, I don't know what it is. But I like. I will write it down for you right now, Thanks. like very freely. Okay. But I've given it to you, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's always been. It, it, I don't know it. But uh, well, I'm okay. Sure, okay. But but have you ever come to me or or I've needed you to get into my phone? You know, I'll be under the car wrenching on something, or hands are dirty, or you're mm-hmm. somewhere, and I'm like, hey, and I'll yell you my passcode, right? Yeah. Very freely, I don't care. No. You know, but if you're listening to this, can you do that right now? And if you can't, why can't you? And if it's a reason that is degrading to your marriage, knock it off. Like, figure out what it is that you're doing, why your spouse can't be in your phone, whether it's text messages, apps, um, DMs. History, viewing history. Whatever, whatever Mm. it might be. And, like, stop that. Because as soon as you stop that, you're going to release something that allows your marriage to go so much further that it probably couldn't ever go. It's a very, very big roadblock. And and that roadblock is something so simple as a secret. It's a tiny little secret that can be 
stopped. And once that is let go, you're going to feel better about it. You're not going to feel trapped. And, you know, I, I feel like it'll just release something, right? Yeah. We carry, secrets carry a lot of weight. Yeah. And they do make you shut down and harden your heart a little bit. You know, it's like uh, separates, secrets separate you from your spouse. And that distance is not good. And it hardens your heart because you have to. You can't love your spouse the way you say you love your spouse and hold a secret that is demeaning to your spouse or your marriage. It doesn't compute. So it's it's it hurts you and you ha- it's unnecessary weight you carry around. And your spouse probably feels it too. I don't think yeah, we it, give our it, spouses enough credit for, I mean, I know when something's off. Are you talking about me? <clears throat> I'm always a little off, but. But you know, you've been in relationships where you knew something was you off. You know something's not right. Yeah. And so you, you know, and, and so I think that if, and you know, how many times have you, like, if, if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. Because you know you need to look for something in the first place. Yeah, like, you know? Yeah, you go, yeah, little tiny hints or things or feelings or, I don't know, women's intuition. Yeah. Do men have intuition or are we just know it alls? You don't know it all. Oh. Trust me. Trust you. So. Well, apparently there is more for her to learn. (laughs) Keep on learning me. Well, just, yeah, but protect your marriage, you know, protect your spouse. Like, um,. Do things always with your spouse in mind. Well, you're okay, but also, I mean, just to go a little bit further on this secret thing, is this secret like what's what's your end game with this secret? What's you the know? secret? Can I, I know? I'm just asking, <laughs> I'm like, like, if there's it, or secrets. secrets, some people have a Do whole phone full of secrets. Do you have any secrets from me? Nope, you can take my phone at any I'll, like right. Uh, it's, oh. it's up there. The Blended Life Raw is using it live right now. They're watching us live, but afterwards, you, you have can keep my it phone. Open. I know. Um. Yeah. I. I just take your spouse with you in your day, you know, take your spouse along with you in your heart and all you do, you know, imagine they were listening and watching you and just be act accordingly be and if you can't do that, like Eric said, was what you said was amazing. Like figure out why Which thing everything you I'm say is kidding. amazing. <laughs> um, okay. Number four, um, I wrote down faith together. And I just don't even, I mean, whatever faith and religion you practice, whatever you believe in, whether it's Mother Earth, whether it's Buddha or Jesus, like we believe in Jesus Christ and we're Christian, you know, whatever your faith is. A lot I, of Catholic, there's a lot of Catholics out there, you know. Shout out to the Mormons. And the Jews. I'm all, oh my gosh, every religion. I don't there's know. There's so many. Islam, yeah, there's there's so many. What I, what I do know, and, you know, we have listeners and I have clients who are not same faith based in their marriage. And, yes, I think mar- you, you can stay, it, not saying it's going to ruin your marriage and you can't have a marriage if you're not same faith based. But to strengthen your marriage, to be able to compromise and get on the same page in some form and fashion for your religion is really a an untapped underrated tool to strengthen your marriage. You know, if we're both chasing after our relationship with God, that puts us in a like-mindedness that is a very intimate, very um 
like cementing situation in our marriage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I've seen a lot of marriages or relationships where one person's faith-based and the other person just isn't at all. And what that usually ends up doing is bringing the person who isn't into a place of faith, which is pretty neat. You know, yeah. But at the at the end of a lifetime together, these people share some type of faith, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, it's neat to see. I think the next, this generation, our generation, the next generation, outside of faith is going to be politics and what. That's no, a shame. <laughs> and what do you align with? And 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 it's such a weird thing because you never thought of that. You know, if you guys have been married more than five, ten years, you probably never went into dating or relationship with thinking like wonder what their political view is you just kind of went into that as you went and now it's like such a divide they want to know politics before religion like i don't even care what you believe in as long as we are on the same party line type of a thing yeah i think that's, that's a shame. i think that's going to be like you're putting your next... hope in something very rocky guys yeah it, it will and it's it <laughs> will and also like things can change like i mean i i'm very political, but I also can see a lot of points of, of, you know, other side and things I don't think of. And I think that there's, there's a lot more than that. Whereas like faith is a very rock solid thing, yeah. whatever religion you're in. Well, and faith is like you said, so rock solid. If you're building your marriage of a place of faith, it's a very rock solid foundation that right. you are building your house on where I feel like Building your relationship on politics is kind of <laughs> like sand. Like, well, it's luck. also yeah, but there's also so it's also like a blended family. Politics is a lot like a blended family where there's two sides to it. There's a lot of in this day and age. There's a lot of hate and anger built into it, and it's almost like co-parenting with a bad parent, bad you know a bad ex. Where there's a lot of there's just a lot of pent up anger, which you got. I mean. Yeah, I know I'm I'm bringing up politics and a little bit, you know, but it's such a real thing right now. Yeah. There's so much hate and anger and divide because of it. And mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's going to just, it's going to be a trend in the next generations, the way they date, the way I that they love, sad. the way that they, yeah, but I mean, it's just, you're already seeing it. I know. I know kids, our kids, uh, along with other kids, you know, it's, it's. They're very passionate. They already know what, the, I didn't it, know what yeah. I, I didn't know at their age. Not a bit. What, I didn't care. Not a bit. <laughs> I just wanted to be in love. So, <laughs> so that's one of those things. Like, I mean, yeah. just, uh, I mean, we're obviously, we're blended, we're blended life. We're here for the blended family, but that's something. If politics are important to you or they're not important to you, um, you know, having that talk with your, with your kids, with your family and, letting them you know know why you are the way you are why we are a party that we are you know i feel like it's a communication thing but a little bit of a tangent here but it's it's one of those things why are you looking at me like that it's one of those things i feel like it, it can bring a family closer if everyone's on board about it but anyways i'm exhausted i've been going for days and it's like what friday and we're just finally releasing this so I apologize, you guys. It's Don't Julie's apologize. Fault. It's interesting. <laughs> I just blamed it on you. It's <laughs> nothing is new or surprises me. That's fine. <laughs> but I think it, your point is very good. Your hope, uh, polit- uh, It's interesting that you think that's going to be the trend or policy. I do. Does anyone be. think I'm crazy for this? Like, tell me if I'm crazy. Well, I, mean, I don't. <laughs> I just. Well, I mean, I do, <laughs> but I don't. I think it's an interesting point. But I want to get back to. <laughs> Faith. The actual topic. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> which is like politics is the antithesis of faith. Everyone listens to this to get away from politics. And yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But strengthening your marriage and being able to do it, that in faith. Yeah. Um, and being like minded in that area, because I know faith plays an important role when I want to give up, when I feel hopeless, when I'm just really mad and angry to be able to know that I can go to go and I have tools for my faith belt to help me deal with all that. I, w- I told you I'd come up with a question. Yeah. Do you ever feel like faith holds you back? Like from from anything, from living your life to the fullest, to being the best mother or best wife you could be, to being the best Julie you could be? Do you ever feel like faith is not anything but good? Do you ever feel like it's just, it's holding you back in life? No, I feel like it catapults me to be better, I'd forward. Ag- yeah, I'd agree with you. I, I think, think it, that... I think, f- I think faith makes... You, Julie, mm-hmm. I think faith makes you a better person. I think 100%. you show up better because of faith, and um, you're a better wife because of it. You're a better mom because of it. You're a better, better, um, just human being. And thanks. Um, no, I think it's because you have a foundation of morals and faith <laughs> to go off of. Yeah, and imagine doing that with your spouse, right? You know, I've always been like, pray with your spouse, read the Bible with your spouse, go to church with your spouse, like Amazon logo with your spouse. Talk about talk about religion and faith and and be like minded. And I just think it's a really um, solid area to get on the same page because things get really, really, really hard and you need something bigger than yourselves to hold on to, especially in blended family life. Um, it's no wonder I'm like, it's no, even the things that we've been through, I'm like, if I didn't have faith and beliefs that I do, I don't know, man, like I get the 70% divorce rate. This is really hard. This is really hard. You know, it, sometimes it's a lot simpler and I haven't heard anyone who hasn't brought this up before in blended families where you're not at one point considering it would just be easier if it were me and my kids. Yeah, but I think, didn't we talk about that a long time ago? Like, if you think it'd be easier with just you and your kids or just you or however it is, like, do yourself a favor. Sit down with a piece of paper and write out all the pros and cons. We really weigh it out. Yeah. And, uh, like, but I feel like love wins every time. But that's, that the thing is, is that's not even realistic because in, uh, in my faith and my belief mm-hmm. and knowing who I am, I say that, right? Because things get really hard. Yeah. But... Like here's an Amazon logo. A, here's the deal. You know, we were created for connection. Right. So do I really mean that? No, because I wouldn't want to be like, do I, is that my heart's desire to go live alone? It's I, not. I don't think so, but is it? <laughs> is <this another laughs> Sometimes. Problem? You're so curious tonight. <laughs> Are you taking the dog or keeping <laughs> <No>. him? No. <laughs> Leaving the dog. Okay. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is that. You know, we were created for connection. We were created, and you just trade one set of issues for another. I've been married <laughs> enough to know. Who says that? That's my line. You totally just took my you line. No, I've always said one. that. Yeah, I'm like, if you stop dating or being married, you know, just to go, someone goes and cheats on someone just to go be with someone else. I'm like, yeah, it the, the, the grass is greener on the other side, right? No. 
there's just one set of issues for another. You have yeah. to you learn. And what a pain in the butt to have to go learn a new person <laughs> and all the habits and and the new kids, new blended family kids. Could you imagine having to go start no. over again and learn like a whole new set of quirky kids? No, and really, I couldn't imagine doing that to the kids. Like, it would, it, like, yeah, oh like disrupting, even if the kids hate your home and hate, they don't, all kids hate But do parents. they really? I'm no. like, I feel, yeah. I'm like, all kids hate their parents and their home. And that's just part of teenage years. We're just in the teenage years. Excuse us, you guys. But, um, <laughs> but I think that r- disrupting their lives and breaking up a family and having to go all over again would do more damage than staying put. Yeah. 100%, so 100%. also. There's that kids kids really try hard to uh, make you feel bad, you know, and they even say it would just be better just you and me or whatever they are going to say. <laughs> Do your kids say that about us? No. Liar. I'm trying to think. I, d- I could not see your kids saying that. but I, well, No, but I'm just saying this happens. I know yours has. Yeah, like years ago but, but i'm just they, but also like i think that's normal but it's our I'm job also as, yeah it's our job as parents to be like well let's let's weigh out the pros and cons you well, know maybe you don't sit them down and write them on maybe you do i don't know but let them know like this is why not only does it not matter what you think but this is why your step parent is important to your life not only not mine forget my feelings and my thoughts but this is what your step parent does for you mm-hmm. on a day to day basis. You know, they love for you. They care for you. They cook for you. They pick you up. They drop you off. They blah, 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 blah. There's there's a thousand things that we all do for our stepkids all the time. Yeah. And that's not even. But here's another thing that I think if you're going there with your with your kids is that it does need to be about you because if you're. Alone and miserable, you show, here's the deal. You're alone and you are miserable as an adult. It affects how you show up as a parent. Well, that's how you end it. You didn't let me finish my my pep talk with the kids here. But there's a hook, a line, and then the sinker. And you got to sink them with that. And then that's how you sink them. Yeah, because you don't want a drained, depleted, upset mom or dad, right? You would rather have a dad who is fulfilled and happy and in a healthy relationship. Like... With that hearts all over the calendar. Hearts everywhere. Hearts everywhere. Okay, number five. Your spouse is not the enemy. So one way to strengthen your marriage is to really understand this. And it's hard in blended family marriages especially because it seems like we're on opposite teams. It seems like sometimes our roommates. It seems like we have different parenting styles and we just disagree with so much that it can different sleeping schedules. Yeah, that's really hard. I think that's hard in our marriage. Maybe it's hard for me, not you. In our marriage? Yeah, yeah. cuz you're always there when I go to bed. <laughs> but look at this. Look at it on the I bright always side. fall asleep alone. Yeah, but look at this. I always wake up alone. You yeah, like that? No, you never thought of it that way, did you? You might go You, don't bed. Care. you might go Do to you, sleep alone, but I always wake up alone. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a bad country song right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! It's you know what happens if you play a country like a country song backwards? I don't know why. What? You get your house back. You get your dog back. You get your life back. You get your wife back. Anyways. All right. Here's the deal: <laughs> is that we often treat our spouse like the enemy, even 
if it's subconsciously, we talk to them like it. We, in our own minds, we're so angry at them or we think our spouse, we are like, our spouse is not for us. They're against us. And so then we react to that mindset and it shows, it shows in how we do life with our spouse, right? So be a team player. You know, if you want to be a teammate with your spouse, you have to be a team player. And teammates and team players are not enemies. You're on the same team. So when you see or feel yourself getting worked up about yourself worked up about your spouse, really start like stop your mind from going there and start really telling yourself, my spouse is not the enemy. We are on the same team. I am a team player, they are a team player, and we have the common goal of keeping this family together, keeping our marriage intact, and whatever else. It's a good one. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Another one with being a team player that I love about um, strengthening your marriage is make sure life doesn't get so busy where you guys are separate all the time. So what I mean by that is, and we talked about this earlier with, in an earlier tip, but like we should be known as a package deal. So you need to be seen out in the community with your spouse. Your social media should have your spouse present in it. Like you and your spouse are known as a package deal and you're a team, right? So when you have a football team, you a hockey team. Thank you. You know all the team members show up for the games. But so often that's not how we do life. We're doing life as we're not both showing up for all the games. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like people, it's it's hard in blended families because we're so divided sometimes. But I think there needs to be intentionality about being that team. And what does that look like and showing up in support even when you don't want to. Um And then also, if you're feeling like your spouse is the enemy, to go back a little bit, a cure for that is gratitude. And so I don't want to just say, don't think of your spouse as the enemy. Well, how do you change that? Well, start being really grateful. Start finding... Part of the the thing is you you need to pinpoint why you feel like they're the enemy. Like, you need to dig deeper. If you feel like your spouse is the enemy, why do I feel like they're the enemy? Is there a righteous reason why? Well, it's just because there's so much like we have difference of opinion when it comes to how to deal with the kids. Oh, you're saying all the all the all the small things adding up and all the but we 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 see each other as the enemy. We treat each other not you and me, but like spouses can get pitted against each other. We're perfect. The kids can the kids manipulate. I've seen this too. Yes, yes, and turn spouses into the enemy. Yeah. You know, the kids lie or they they tell stories that aren't true, which I guess is a lie. Or they they are like the victims and they hate things so much and whatever. And it turns us off towards our spouse. And we see our spouse as kind of like the enemy. Like, ew. You know, and, you know, or we're judging them because they're handling their ex in a way that we don't appreciate or like or making us deal with things that we don't want to deal with right this is not my issue I don't want to deal with this yeah 
Why are you pulling me into your drama? Enemy. Your ex right? being mama drama? Yeah, like yeah. um it's it's a hard gig being a blended family married couple, but you know, when you start going to that I'm starting to treat my spouse like the enemy and I feel angry all the time and I see them different, it's when you need to invite gratitude into that space. And it's where your faith comes in, you know, and it's where the intentionality with your time comes in and being curious comes in. Because if your spouse is the enemy, maybe you're just misunderstanding why they're dealing with something the way they are. So if you disagree with how someone's dealing with something in your marriage or your spouse is dealing with something in your marriage, get curious about it instead of being angry and judgmental and upset get curious be genuinely curious why how can i help you know what i mean yeah and that takes you back to bonus tip number one so i guess bonus tip zero and well i have a bonus well that's where communication comes in all right let's hear you i gave you a tip now what's your tip okay so my bonus tip is with all of this you have to be consistent what do you mean you like you you mean, can't like, go intentionally spend time with your spouse one time and call it good. Oh, yeah, 100%. You can't ask, be curious for a week and then call it good. You can't give your spouse your phone one time and then be like, phew, I gave it to her. Now game on. I can or, do whatever or I want. Or I gave it to them and they didn't find what they were looking for or what I have hidden. Phew. Or, you know, yeah. they didn't scroll far enough back in my messages. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, um, being faith-based together and seeking God together or whatever your religion is, you don't just try that for a little bit and then let it go by the wayside. Right. You don't be a team player for a week and then decide you're not going to the next week. So the key to a strong marriage is consistency, is showing up every day whether you want to or not, giving your best every day whether you want to or not. And... um. One litmus test for a strong marriage in a blended family specifically. You want to know what it is? I want to know what it is. Will you please tell me? Okay. If your marriage is strong. Like a pirate. If your marriage is strong, it does not waver when the kids come and go. Your marriage is consistent. That is deep. Did you write that yourself? Mm-hmm. Wow. I feel like you should get that. You should get that tattooed on your arm or something. I think it's important because I that's, know we. I mean, that's awesome. That's we great. struggle with this. We always have. It's like when one set of kids come in the house, the other parents like see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Right, and then tell me again, what is it? So, if your marriage is strong, it doesn't waver when the kids come and go. Like, it's just consistently strong. Like, it doesn't matter what sets of kids in the home. The marriage is the marriage, and the marriage is strong, and you guys are connected and team players and all the things. It doesn't bend or waver or fall apart when the kids are there. And I think this is something that Eric and I need to work on and something that as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about that. I'm like, we both feel that way when you're – it's Son gotten better. Comes, it's gotten I'm like better over bye. the years, but insane. It, it when was my kids such, are there, you'd yeah. be like, "See you when it they're gone." It was such a struggle for the longest time, yeah. and I feel like it's gotten better. But I think like a big reason why it's gotten better: the kids have gotten older, and the kids have kind of 
they do their own thing a lot more now. So it's like we get bored, but so maybe that's why. But it's I, been it's been a really hard thing to get. Yeah, because we haven't approached blended life together as a team. But look at us now. But look at us now. We're working on it. We're, we've you, learned a look lot. Look at you guys now listening, making it all mm. the way this far. And, you know, the, I mean, I feel like our listeners and viewers, like, you guys listen to this because you care. You're here because you care. You know, you take some of this with a grain of salt and other you just others you just run through like a amazon logo and just just <laughs> oh my God. i'm gonna get the amazon logo tattooed <laughs> on my arm you promise no <laughs> Do it, come not. On. i'm not oh i'm, I'm gonna gosh. show raw what i'm gonna get my next tattoo are you okay i like it yeah all right you better hurry up they're gonna turn off here in a second not right now oh did Different they already turn time. off they're already off they're already off well anyway so those are the five tips okay and tricks. i like it and the lit- the bonus and the litmus test for how strong is your marriage. How strong is your marriage? All yeah. right, you guys. <laughs> I hope your marriage is stronger than ours. No, we oh. good. Oh, great. Really quick. This went really well. Sundays at 4 p.m. Sunday, pa- Sunday, Sunday. Sundays at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm going live on Instagram to discuss... Um, You're holding up something saying this went really well. Our oh. listeners have no idea what. So the I'm trying to get about. to that. So I'm we're doing a read along, our first read along um, with our listeners. I'm doing a read along with our listeners um, for the book Grace Filled Step Parenting. Grace Filled Step Parenting by Lori Short. She is awesome. Her and her husband Jerry, they are awesome. We got awesome, to meet awesome with them. people, and I yeah. I think back to that time a lot too. It was only a, it was less than a week ago. I really like them. They're really awesome. So, uh, we just did our first um, Instagram live last Sunday. We covered chapters one and two. This coming Sunday will be chapters three and four. And I just go on Instagram live and discuss the chapters, and you guys talk to me. And it's a really, really it's it was really, really great. The first discussions just up on our Instagram page. You can guys can go look at it. It's not too late to get the book. The book link is in bio in our bio on Instagram, also underneath this video or in the podcast description if you're listening. So get a hold of this book. Um, it's not too late to start, right? It's like someone can get going, read all the way up to it, and then be like, yeah. all right, well, or they could just read the whole thing if they're readers and they're like, hey, I just yeah. want to go along with this because you're there. Is Lori on on Instagram with you, or she's going to be some of the time. She's going to come on the podcast at the end. Okay. And is Jerry going to come with her? I think I so. I feel like it should be a package deal. Yeah. If not. So as you guys are reading this book, or if you've read it, whether you're reading along with us now, or you've already read it. Um, or you're curious about reading it, and you just want to know about it, like hop on, right? Well, no, that's not what I was going to say. Oh. But I'm like, whether you've read it, or reading it, or whatever, Write your questions down for Lori, and she'll answer them when she's on our podcast. Okay. So make note of questions as you're going along or if you've read it and you have questions for her, um, and submit them. Write them in, and we're going to collect them. And then um, in October, she's going to come in on our podcast and answer those, talk about the books, share some stories, and it'll be really wonderful. She's gonna so. be, yeah, she's going to be fun to have on here because she's yeah. also not only is she an author. This isn't her only book, you guys. She also is a speaker, which is pretty She's an author, too. speaker. Yeah, woman. Great person. Yeah, she's yeah. a woman. 
there's she's that. A woman. I was gonna say woman of God, but she is. She's a great woman of faith. Yeah. And, yeah. So anyway, I would love for you to pick up the book, read it, hop on with me on Sunday, um, and yeah, we appreciate you guys so much for your support, for being here, for listening all the way through. You're just closing us out. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sl- I'm snoring now. <laughs> if I have to hear about the Amazon thing one more time. <laughs> right, you guys. <laughs> All right, I won't. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here with us. We're the blended life. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.